Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast. I am your host, Callahan, and on today's episode, I am joined by a sickly automaton named Reed, funny man Ian, and CEDH bombshell Lua Stardust. We all played in Monarch's Okotoberfest tournament last weekend, and we will be discussing our experiences in the event today. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, Dragon Shield. Dragon Shield sleeves are the only sleeves that I trust on my cards and have been using them for nearly seven years. I recently started using their dual matte sleeves, which have a fully opaque black interior that do an absolutely amazing job making my cards look as good as possible while also making it so I don't have to worry about my cards being see-through. I personally am a fan of their wraith colored sleeves, which is this really pretty magenta color. So go ahead, go into the description of this episode, click on our Dragon Shield affiliate link to get your sleeves today while also supporting the channel. Thank you again to Dragon Shield for supporting the Mind Sculptors. And with all that said, let's get into today's episode. The good old sick robot actually on the podcast proper, not like on like you are very rarely on the actual podcast, which is very funny. I'm never on the actual podcast. I do interviews Hmm. and then the internet podcast. And that's because I'm here and you wanted to hang out today because that's why. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but uh, good to have you here. We spent a weekend together. Uh, where we laughed, we cried. Some of us cried more than others. Uh, <laughs> wasn't me. Oh, no, yeah, you're only coming from I was Gosh. talking about myself. What do you? What do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> Unearthing everything. Holy moly! I just had this whole long thread. Yeah, you all right. Can attest to this, this. When did this turn from TMS to TMZ? <laughs> what the fuck? Real, really, seriously. <laughs> I 100% we got done with our match Lua and I was trying not to cry in that match and I was immediately just like okay gotta get out of here where could we go okay I could go to the back of the tournament hall nope that'll be pathetic uh I could go to the to the room nope nobody will find me there and then I won't know when the next round starts and that'll be great 
Uh, guess we're playing piano. That's always been a good way to get out my emotions. Oh, fuck. I can't remember any chords. Guess we're not doing this. Uh, well, I will say I went to find you after the match was done and I was asking people and they were like, Callahan's over the piano. I was like, like it was very like Phantom of the Opera in, in the corner. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad we got to we were, have we a were defi- conversation. Yeah, it was it was good times, and we got mm-hmm. we got some good ass Urzus. Uh, I guess it's not Urzus. Like it's Brothers War pulls from my box mm-hmm. while we were. I was literally sobbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just super fun. You no, know, best time to pull cards. Best time to pull cards. Uh, so anyway, so we all played in the October. Fe- well, yeah, the November October. Oh, no, November yeah, yeah. smog blow fest. The October for the Octo- October fest that actually <laughs> would happen. I'm just going to talk October right morning. through it. Uh, yeah. No Brobo Scobado <laughs> fest. Sounds like Justin Royal and riffing. Uh, uh, butter do. So we all played at October fest over the pa- this past weekend, which is uh, the was it the weekend of the twenty nineteen twentieth something like that. And mm-hmm. um, all of us did honestly all right. Uh, some of us to did better than others, uh, but Ian. Uh, we did like I, I was proud of Lou <laughs> and myself, honestly, for the two of us to come out and be as competitive as we were. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so let's let's start with this. Uh, so Reed, we'll start with Reed here. Reed. I'm just, okay. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> you are playing. You played uh, a little gem that uh, everybody likes to, you know, every, something. You don't get to look at the Moxfield name. What's it called? Uh, Sacred Druid. Nope. What's it called? <laughs> I just knew it was sacred. It's sacred something. Is it yeah. Sacred Hermit? Well, because there's no more Druid, right? There's no more oh, Druid. You took the Druid out? Okay, yeah. so let's. I feel like we've Callie, been over you're like three tournaments behind. Come on, <laughs> call me. Listen, listen. Some of us. I only have time for. Yes, <laughs> I have only time for that. So okay, if it's not skull clamping, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're not wrong. Y'all, y'all uh, are making me laugh way too hard. I didn't expect. This I just need to. <laughs> I just need to figure out some way to get Cal to play Sacred Guide in the. <laughs> In the Arden deck, so that we can have like some point of crossover. I just need to make people play Sacred Guide less. <laughs> less <laughs> my mission. Don't want to deal with it. So, or do you think it's terrible? No, white cards. White podcast? cards are so good. Uh, I think I think Timna is a really good white card, and then Ranger Captain's a good white card, and then the rest fall off a cliff what? pretty hard after that. Silence Esper Sentinel. Esper Sentinel. Esper Sentinel. Esper Sentinel auto kills you. Grand Abolisher baits you into a face to, fake sense of security because it gets out of Warred and then you die. That's um, literally never happened to me you know, ever. Copium being inhaled into your <laughs> you lungs right now is a lot. You don't run E Tutor. Esper Sentinel auto kills you. Swords is good but replaceable. Um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I've never I know Mikey's going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, I get Charles it. Be is like, like, full of shit. Yeah. Charles is like having a heart attack somewhere because of the way that Mono like <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, honestly, that's a non-zero benefit to playing the deck is just getting to dunk all over Charles by saying, I'm I'm playing your color just for the commander that I don't really care about the color and See, for the one card that says that I don't get the, to play it. The problem is Charles is, is somewhere having a heart attack right now, but then because he's Charles, some beautiful 
woman is going to come up to him and make sure he's okay. Yep. And somehow he's yep. going to be r- r- brought back to life yep. by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I make out with this no, shit. She like yeah. resuscitated me and then we fell in love. It was wonderful. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but actually yeah. take us through like for real though, like the reasoning behind <clears throat> sacred guide, why you brought it to this tournament, the thought process was that you're going through with it. So. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, Gracios Timna is broken. Timna is the best commander in the format. Um, dorks make your mulligans really consistent. And then Sacred Guide gives you like just a like, frankly, ridiculous amount of win con density in terms of like when you're at the point in the game where I need to win now or the next person is going to win. And then if they don't win, the next person after them is going to win. And if they don't win, the next person after them is going to win. It's really good because any two creature tutors win you the game. Um, mm-hmm. so real, real good in the mid game. Um, obviously you give up some stuff for it, but like, whatever. I, I, I feel like I'm not a bit. Uh, no, I cut the Fiend in Yasan because those part cards are both doo doo. They suck. I hate them both. They've lost they, me they more just, games than I've played with them. <laughs> yeah, I just they, they, the Fiend Artisan was like insanely impactful in the uh, semis and finals for oh, our yeah. uh, our Hermitry yeah. players. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, mm. oh, I, d- I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. The issue is that whenever I play those cards, uh, people aggressively <laughs> tear off. The issue is yeah, that yeah, yeah, player yeah. has the advantage so. of not being sick robot. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> like the the unspoken part of a lot of my deck choices and like playstyle choices and like play mats that I bring to tournaments is that um, if I give the table any inkling that I'm me, immediately the game so gets like that's that's a huge... yeah. You want to tell me about it, buddy? You <laughs> oh yeah, so, tell me about see, it? <laughs> see, but this this is where you went wrong. Is is that you made a YouTube channel where you put your face on it and I didn't. I stayed in the podcast realm, and so I get to have a modicum of anonymous. <laughs> so, of yeah. anonymous this is like a question I have formats. a lot. Is do you feel like because yeah. people know who you are, you get targeted more at the table? Oh and yeah, do you feel yeah. like they have yeah. kind of like an un because I guess a lot of the deck lists are similar, right? When it comes to like a Timna oh, Prom that I said 50 um, times this weekend, right? But do you think that if somebody yeah. knows your deck pretty well, that they have almost like an advantage to you? Is, is yeah, oh, absolutely. They, so they do, and that's why I play Thrasios Timna. <laughs> and that's why I'm not allowed to play any linear commander focused mm-hmm. deck, is because if I play something like Magda, I'm going to sit down at a table and people are going to be like, oh, I'm just going to remove your commander because you're sick robot. Yeah. You're playing your tank. Yep. Um, so like, yep. unironically, a large part of the reason why I almost exclusively stick to partners in five colors is that especially Thrasios Timna can actually survive a one v three. Okay, but like, let's be real. You're not playing well colors. You're playing Sultai you that has a white commander. <laughs> I'm playing Sultai with a white commander and an insane wind condensity. Yeah, but that doesn't really I, uh, matter because Timna plus Thrasios, like you're three colors, but Timna makes up for missing a color a lot of the time mm-hmm. because again, Timna is very, by far the best one. commander in the format. No, like, I, like unironically best commander in the format. And I, I'm not sure it's particularly arguable. So I was talking with uh, a, multiple people this yeah. weekend asked me why I was not playing Tivit. Uh, and it was for this very reason. And I like I have it down to a speech at this point, which yep. is uh, I just went undefeated in a major tournament. And then I posted a picture of my face and said, <laughs> I just went undefeated in a yep. major tournament. Uh and then to expect me to play a six mana commander that people can freak out and red blast is like not that's not yep. the mood. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if people if people are going to go out of their way to force of will my tivit when there's a blue farm deck in the in the pod, then I know that it's not a good time for me mm-hmm. to play that deck. And I was like, I'm not trying to go to this major tournament and have people be like, hey, I'm going to overreact so hard that you're out of yeah. the tournament. Like that does not yeah. seem like yeah. 
that's not the mood. But then what happens, so, and some, like, what happens when you want to play a different deck or you get really excited about a new brew and then you just like, can you just not play it? Like, can you bring that deck back in a few tournaments after? No, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, is I, I bring spicy shit a lot of the time because I don't even know if it's like all of it's spicy, but like I, I bring a diverse array of decks. One, because I have ADHD and I, I like bringing different decks. Hey. It's almost uh, like we do a show <laughs> called Brewers Literally debilitating, debilitating yeah. addiction to brewing yeah. new decks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like there's that. But then the other part of it is like I it, it, specifically if you do very well with something and publicly do very well with something. And I tend to like a lot of decks that like can have this like like Paco and Halden, that type of like topple down effect. And if people just kind of freak out without really thinking about it, which did happen a couple times this weekend with Seaborn Muse, uh, then you kind of get punished yeah. for it. And it yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like I definitely had situations where I was like, no, my Seaborn Muse is actually something you want on the battlefield because you keep making me answer your stuff. And if I don't have any more answers, we lose to this person. Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, we would lose to that <laughs> person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's like yeah that, that's yeah. like the one i feel like that's like the one really like unsolved politicking part like generally like cate- category level unsolved part of politics for thrasios decks is the yes. the how you convince the rest of the table that you as a <laughs> known a good player are the interaction police at the table and yeah. not the person trying yeah. to kill them um yeah because like every every time you're in i at least in my experience, like recently in the last half year or so, like last year, is that like anytime you're in an ad- advantage position, but not in a position to yet win the game, the table's yeah. like, oh, you're going to win next turn because you're in an yeah. advantage position. Mm-hmm. So we need to yep. kill your stuff. Yep. Um, and then you just like you, you like a lot of the time it just feels like there's no way to convince them. And it's like, yeah. no, you need to leave me with this cradle so that I can activate this thrust. You have to find interaction because what my hand is right, right now is actually three lands and you're going to die if you don't let right. me do that. Yeah. And that's that is by far the hardest part of playing yeah. Dominator Thrasios is yeah. it specifically that list is like every time I'm like, no, this advantage engine, it, like I'm not here to kill you quick. Like yeah. that's not how this works. Like I'm here to survive mm-hmm. long enough to be able to accrue advantage and win the game. Like I'm not here, like, please just let me be the cop for like the next 20 minutes and then we can talk about me trying to win lit then. Yeah. Right. But like <laughs> in the meantime, Blue Farm's right here. They have 15 spells in the stack. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It, it was it was interesting because like uh, going in for me, I was playing Arden and uh, yep. so not a lot of people necessarily really know what the card does immediately and have to read it a couple times because it's one of the more obscure cards from Legends. Uh, but then they see what it does once, and then their eyes get really big, and then they like are like, "Oh, we got to deal with that." And then part of playing that deck this weekend was explaining. Hey, you play a bunch of big creatures. You shouldn't really be worried about the skull clamp that's going to keep the Timna deck down. Like, this is probably more of an advantage to you for me to be able to remove and draw two cards than it is for you to waste a mental misstep on this card. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I disagree with specifically the mental misstep part, but like, definitely with like, I, I like if you're playing like um like a turbo green deck or something, I wouldn't burn Besage you on it. Or if you're turbing, playing like a PNK deck, like I wouldn't burn like artifact entertainment right. removal, like permanent removal on it. The the wild thing was I think, I think I, mental misstep specifically is probably a bit. Well, I mean, it was like later in a yeah. game and we were like in a in oh, a okay. situation where it was just like, listen, this is going to put me in a situation in a position where 
you want me to be the one answering these things. So you want this to resolve. And they just, you know, fought over it. And then it ended up not mattering. But because sometimes you just get, uh, you top deck like a god and see sort of uh, feast and famine and punish the table for fighting over your skull clamp. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Lua, for you, this was your first CEDH tournament, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so you went in playing one nota and that is a commander. I know you have a casual casual list for what what a question uh, mark. I I started with a uh like a ca- Winota can't really be casual, right? But I started with a casual list yeah. and then uh High I found out about some guy on YouTube. I think his name is like comedian and then that video was really cool, so <laughs> then I made a CDH list of it. Um except I think mine's a little more like aggro and I have too many expensive spells that Ian doesn't like in it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I I signed up like a day or two before the tournament started. Like I just kind yeah. of wanted to give it a go because I've never done it before, uh, and that was kind of my reasoning mm-hmm. for entering this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played in pod with you, and you like you. It was really interesting because it was very impressive because it was like you immediately like just handled yourself all weekend, um, mm-hmm. which was really impressive. So like. For what was your experience with like sitting down playing Winota? Because I know like a lot of people when they see Winota, it's like immediately like alarm bells start going off, right? Like it's like, oh shit, we gotta deal with this immediately. Yeah, I think there was a couple. Um, I think like it's weird because CDH isn't casual, right? But I still think there's like this aspect of like people who play CDH that definitely were here for the first time that mm-hmm. uh, like me, even when mm-hmm. I sat down, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in a different mode. Cause I'm in mm-hmm. a different place. Right. But there was right. people that were still like, okay, like we're at the LGS. I'm like, no bitch, this is a different setting. Yeah. Like we're in here. <laughs> um, so for me, it was a little bit hard. Cause I like, Lua put on her face at one point. I was like, Lua's in the fucking zone, dude. Yeah, I was in the zone. <laughs> Um, but it. like, even then, like I, 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 I'm in this weird position, right? Cause my first uh, game was a buy. And then uh, my second game, like I was literally winning on my turn. And then, you know, that game went past time and it was on turns and it was like a lot of bullshit. But I feel like, so yeah, I feel started. like it's it was a lot of um, like, I understand that when Noda snowballs and like that's her thing and it's like spooky, but uh, I, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that a lot of people were kind of expecting me to do more because of that. Um, when my board state mm. wasn't and like n- not going for like somebody playing ad nauseum or doing something else like that definitely came up a couple times. I, yeah. Yeah. I think the timing was really poor because you, you had literally my tier list video and then the mind sculptors yeah. tier list videos yeah. all within like a two week period being like, Hey, this is one of the few S tier commanders. Yeah. In the format. Not like so nine colors. Like, Wait, what do you mean? I like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah, we had sure. five rounds the first day, right? So I, I didn't play the first round. The second round, uh, I was very close to winning. I didn't win. Third round was over in fifteen minutes for me. Uh fourth round I played. We're not with gonna Callahan. talk about the fourth round. Well, the, the fourth <laughs> round which was three of us at a table, which kind of sucked. There was a big misplay that happened, yep. and then I won and I didn't feel like I deserved my win. And then my last match of the day, I got paired with two freaking Tim Necroms. And I was like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I'm just no more. So uh, it yeah. was, it was fun. But yeah, day one wasn't, wasn't bad at all. I think day two is like where it really got to be a lot. So yeah, but. you, I mean, and especially with your round seven game, that was just like, 
Oh no, it was uh, six. Was it, it six? Was, it was six. That was six. It was six. Jesus that was six. Yes. That's how yes, long that day was. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. Like they were a bit ambitious. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot that went on. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, so for it was interesting. Were there any matchups? I guess I'll go back to read. Were there any matchups where you sat down and you were just like, I have no idea how I'm going to deal with this. Like, like anything like uh, that, like not, not to be (laughs) self-related, but there for specifically the phrasing, I have no idea how to do with deal with this. That isn't really a, and Ian probably feels the same way yeah, about himself. That's, that's not a thing. It's not really a thing in my <laughs> yeah. vocabulary in the context of CDH. Yeah. If I sit down at a table, I have a pretty good idea of what my game plan is going to be. Right. Um, I've seen basically like I've seen probably 25% of the legal commanders in the format built in a CDH shell and what they can do. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the 75%, I can probably estimate what like 85 like maybe like 80% of the deck is going to be when I sit down at the table and just see the commander as long as it's not like partners that can have like literally anything underneath it. So like I have a pretty Mm -hmm. good, I I could sit down at the table and be like, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing here. Like (laughs) I know what what my table position is. I have like a pretty decent like idea. Let me, let me, let me rephrase this. Were were, were there any positions? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what, I know what you were asking. I just wanted to get that out of the way. (laughs) The, yes, I did have a couple of like, like panic moments in the tournaments in terms of sitting down um and it was mostly uh there were um two pods that really sucked that i sat down at. i was like this this is gonna be rough i i know what my game plan is here but it's like a lot of the time it's probably not gonna be good what was the pod composition Um, so the first one was round four i think which was i was going third i'll okay i'll complain about this later (laughs) Uh, i was going third and the 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 seats were um t and k Florian, myself, and another TNK deck, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I cool. literally was in that exact yeah. same and, podcast." And I was just like, yeah, "Oh point. cool, I get to lose this one." <laughs> and it's probably the same for Ian on uh, on Bruce Tall mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh cool, I get to lose this game because typically you can even deal with like two um, TNK decks or like a TNK deck and a Rog deck, but a lot of the time you'd like the last deck to be another Thrasios deck, a Winota deck." A stack stack that gets on <laughs> the table, else, just anything right. that anything like does else. any amount of interacting in the early turns, just like something that can like mm-hmm. do something on turn two to like deal with the rest of the table yeah. and like give you can some I, time. Can I use this as a springboard for really? Yeah, one yeah, second? go for it. Um, I found t- okay. This is gonna sound a little like bloviated, but like I found Tim Necrom extremely uh, overrepresented during yeah. this. I've seen it um, during yeah, this tournament specifically. I think almost. Every it didn't match convert it. though. Is yeah. the big thing. <laughs> it didn't. Well, I mean, I mean, the, outside the winning, of the yeah, winning, yeah, 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 but like, yeah. if you look how many, <laughs> there were two sure. in the top four. It's hard yeah. to well, say that. Well, what I'm saying yeah. is, is if you look at the number of like Thras or Tim Necrom yes. decks versus how many actually made yes. it into not only if the you, top I mean, four but just ask, the top forty, yeah. you're gonna look at 40, that and go, yeah. "Oh, this was wildly overrepresented." So. Well, it, and funny enough, Brian Koval, the tournament winner, uh, has gone on record saying it's because people are playing T and K wrong. Yeah, like it is. But uh, huh. the, the, I wonder if anybody else that I wanted that. to like. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my quick my quick springboard here is that I think a lot of people, having seen the results of the past two chaos events, 
which are not directly indicative of the normal yeah. format. And yeah. I and I, I talked about this in multiple yeah. pods over the weekend is that people see the chaos events. They see what happens when you don't have extra turns. You see this mid range deck that is successful, but also able to win at a slightly faster clip than several of the other decks in the format. It gets overrepresented and people overreact to the fact that like, for example, I top aided a chaos event with a fucking stacks deck, a win combo really? stacks deck to beat. Right. Uh, but People see, oh, hey, there's no time limit in this tournament. Like, so we're going to bring our fastest decks, right? And Timnacrom's always going to beat up on the other faster decks because it's a mid range deck that's fast. So it's been overrepresented in those chaos events. And therefore, I think because of all of its publicity lately and the fact that it's won two of those events, I think it was super yeah. overrepresented in Oktober. And I'm not saying it's not one of the best decks in the format because right. it is, yep. especially when piloted correctly. Brian, like, <laughs> wanted to get yeah, that no, out of the Brian, way. like, really yeah. did it, like, pilot it. Like, the whole, I watched him play, like, multiple times over the weekend. And I was just like, I played against him multiple times. I, I, well, yeah, I know. But I, I was like, I watched him play during the semifinals and obviously I commentated the finals. And then I would just like kind of walk around yeah. after games and such. And I was just like, this guy like is the only person I've seen play this deck and like actually get this deck. It felt like because I mean, it's, I, I think also it's safe to argue Trevor. Okay, sure, well, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, Trevor just felt like in that finals game, homie was just like bailing water the entire game. Uh, well, that's what it felt like in our, our other recorded match. And then he went out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like we were sitting there watching this and I'm just like, man, Which Trevor. Is, that's how Blue Farm do some Trevor is just sitting here mm-hmm. like just trying to answer stuff as best as he can. And yep. he's just like, all right. <laughs> Gotta deal with this. All these there's a seedborn muse. Brian's got a giant board. Let's hope this works. Yeah. And it was I and then the thrash the, the hermit <laughs> player just was like every turn was just like, okay, can I win now? How about now? What about now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Jesus. Um it, it it's interesting because for me, I know I was in a way like way different position. Uh, playing a like extremely rogue deck, um, and it was it was wild because I, I said this a couple times. I said it on Twitter and I said it while we were there. Is I was just like Arden did good by me and I did horribly by Arden because I played very poorly in t- two rounds that w- probably should have been wins, uh, because of like how where I, like the the first round when I was on camera. Like I was n- light years ahead of head of the table and I just overextended and then forgot how ghost corridor worked and then got punished for it. Um, but like I should have won that game. And then, you know, I forgot that there was a, uh, either sworn canonist out. And okay. then like, we all forgot. All we three all did of forget us that. Forgot. Yeah. All three and- of us forgot. Like that was a, a, we, we, that backup was wild. That was really um, bad. Oh, no. We had two okay. resolved demonic consultations that we had to back up through. So for context, that's yeah. my, I should have said something. Yes. But also like my brain was like, you won. I didn't even yeah. think about it. And it was in the top. Like I, I intentionally put all my stacks pieces on the top of the board right there. So everybody can see here's your fucking pieces. Yeah. Like, but it's on me to say that right when well, it's happening. And- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's on me to say that, and I didn't. So that yeah. game was just that was. Well, I also just got really cocky in that game, and that's like, did you? Could, I really could, did, uh, because I, I I said this in the uh, in my Twitter thread. Thanks, Lua. I appreciate that. No, I love uh, you. I love you. Too. Uh, I, I I said this in the Twitter thread. Is my love. opening hand was just like a turn three win, 
with a bunch of like interaction and I was just like, cool, I guess this is just a dub. And cause I saw what I was playing against and uh, I was just like the, like the odd, like especially when we got to turn three, my eyes were so big because uh, the T and K player only had like one mana untapped. So I was like, we need to play around exactly Flusterstorm, and we get there. And um, I just completely missed the Aethersworn Canonist. And had I sequenced it differently, I could have stayed in the game. But I, you know, sequenced the DC first, and so I exiled my whole library like a moron. Uh, but like the rest of the day, like I was in a completely stacked out uh, Urza board state. And uh, like they had all the orbs out, they had back to basics out. There was a collector oof from the Thrasius Timna player, and Arden just, you know, I top decked a sort of feast and famine, and I'd been sitting there trying to like get anything to get through this thing. You get sort of feast and famine. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm the only one who could do something now. Cool. Uh, and it just like unlocked me. I was, I was genuinely very impressed with how the deck played, uh, regardless of how I played, uh, because I played like an idiot. But deck was actually uh pretty solid i was pretty impressed with it um for for you lua like what what was kind of your like how did you feel your deck performed like overall um first day i was actually very very confident like i didn't actually um question any of the plays that i made i felt very good about it um even with you know games that were a little bit weird Mm -hmm. uh day two (laughs) it's like where it just completely ruined me i will say um ian specifically i was like i have to put i'm not gonna put this archivist of akuma in my deck and you're like you have to put in your deck that's the that fucking game where i made you come over and like sit with me um that was the only reason i was back in that game is because of that card and it's never leaving my deck ever again (laughs) so it's because it's especially in Winona. So that oh my pod, god. I can't even remember like, who was across from me. It was like I think it was like a Timna something and then a Magda and then an Oswald like stack stack and they were Ty- just going was, wasn't Tyler in that pod or was No. I don't know. That was a I different game then. Okay. Not round 6. All I know is I couldn't remember um, who was in that pod. It was just it was it was just it was round seven. Yeah, Tyler uh was the last round that I did. That's that right. Like, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah, just remember I walking over and seeing like Ian's sitting next to you and you like looking very distraught and i was like okay this is not the energy that uh i'm not the correct energy for this situation no, it's okay. <laughs> um i mean obviously like we had like kind of an emotional thing the day before right yeah um and so and this is my first time entering i also went into the weekend with like some heavy stuff that like i didn't talk about right right um and i didn't bring it into my games i was actually feeling really good until sunday where everything went wrong um but it was <laughs> just being dramatic. This is the one thing we didn't yeah. want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just a really like every so my the whole game was just bad because I got a multiply that sucked and then I had uh, two other stack decks on the board outside of myself and a player across from me who was like trying really hard to interact with stuff but could not and we had to have a judge sit there for like pretty much a majority of the game. Uh, because there was misplays that were happening with like a graph digger's cage out, and then uh, there was uh, which the it was the player's graph digger cage, and they were misplaying, oh and God. then yep. yeah, it was just rough. Which is it was rough. The classic, by the way, because I think at this point, honestly, I think graph digger's cage might be the stack piece in play that like the fewest number of people actually remember to play around mm-hmm. in game. 
Like it's it's unreal the number no, of it's times. it's Ethos one canonist. I've, I've seen it many times. No, because no, I've seen I've, I've seen so about, many people be like, yeah, I can cast artifacts. <laughs> My deck's completely unlocked. And you're like, oh no, I fucked up again. Shit. I just want her to say no. Bitch, you can't do this. Like it's just written so weird, and it just like does not like my brain does not compute it. <laughs> I really want your translations of cards yeah. now. It's just yeah. like alters. It's like no bitch. No, for a Lua yeah. translation. It's just it was it was just so the game was already meant like a lot for each of us, and right. the player next to me was uh gosh was it grinding stone right where like they had basically made every card on our board white and was like ready to mill me out so that I would lose and was going to do. Oh, painter, servant, and all that jazz. Yes, yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah. I deswatted yeah. it and targeted their graveyard, and they realized that they couldn't win. So their re- like resolve to this was: I'm going to scoop so that the uh, board state goes away, and then basically you guys can try to uh, go to a tie so she doesn't win. And so it was like I just never had experienced a conversation like that. Um, not that I want people to let me win, right? Like take me out. Yeah. That's the whole point of this. But it just felt like. But that's also king making, though. It was a little like, king making, like um, to a degree. But yeah, I also I felt that earlier in the game, the, the, the not only that I get that stacks is hard. I think there was intentional, like not. I don't think it was intentional, but because of how long the turns were taking, it felt like they were pushing to go to time. And so yeah. it was just it was a weird situation. And then when I finally was like, all right, I got back in the game. This is good. There was. 30 freaking people and four judges standing there. And it was just, it was a lot. A lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ian, did you really just not like my post about Cassidy getting an internship in Baltimore, but absolutely comment on it? You absolute gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker replies to this. But doesn't Hell literally just uses the podcast as a way to drag people in front of the court of public opinion. <laughs> just for whatever, whatever purpose. No, Ian mind. deserves this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I can't post more, that means what am I even doing on Twitter? Like, <laughs> I really, I really appreciate that you invited me here to speak my heart out on like how difficult something was for me, and yeah. then it went to a Borat meme. I, I just that's. <laughs> that's what the what the, what we do. Uh, no, yeah. that was I. I that was one of the things that I really appreciated. You talked about on Twitter was being very honest. That was part of what inspired me to like be like, okay, I should probably talk about why I was an emotional wreck all weekend because mm-hmm. there were there were multiple people who like came up to me um, that were like, "Hey, how how'd your round go?" And I was just like, I really don't want to talk about it. I was like rude, and then I felt like really bad about it later. No, but it's uh, like it's it's hard to talk about too. Um, like. For me, I was embarrassed because I'm a woman, right? And there was not a lot of women competing. So, the mm-hmm. like, I still mm-hmm. placed 46, which I think is pretty good for my first tournament. Like, that's not bad, right? Hell yeah. But I oh, didn't yeah. want to be the woman that's crying at a CDH tournament. And then right. um, when Alan had posted that, everybody was dunking on, like, the judges and, like, saying all this stuff because there was too many people. Which, yes, there was too many people. But if, like, yeah. one factor was taken out, like, if there wasn't that long of a misplay or if there wasn't all the stuff that we had to take back, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have felt so affected um, by the people there wouldn't have bothered me Um, and I just wanted to be like hey like that's why I was upset Um, I will say everybody like I played with at the end of the day like came up to me and had a conversation with me after and was just like it was really mentally taxing on Mm -hmm. us too like 
So, um, and, and the person that I had yeah. de-swatted had messaged me today and was like, I actually took that out of my list after you did that. It wrecked me and I have nightmares. That's actually, I'm not sure I've achieved that yeah. yet. Wait, Ian, have you, have you gained that achievement yet? I don't think I have. Of like uh, beating somebody so bad they're just like, I'm not yeah, playing that yeah. anymore. I took that one out of my I, list. Well, the thing is, I, I've gotten a lot of comments like, your lists have so utterly destroyed my life that I'm going oh, to yeah, like yeah. overreact to it. So like, I don't, I feel like that's a different, people that's who like have a been different like, achievement. Yeah. Though. I don't like, know. It's been like, I've gotten a lot of people who are like, Hey, you're responsible for Renota existing. And for that, everything that you stand for and everything that I love in life is meant to burn you to the ground. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's have a nice cool. Tuesday. <laughs> cool, I gotta go look at this apartment now. I, <laughs> <laughs> The two it's, last things I'll say on this is um, unusable. Is one uh, every table I did go to, almost everybody like knew who I was, but I don't obviously have the the kind of status that like Ian or you know anybody here has because I'm Says not making the person CDH with content. Fifteen thousand followers on, but Instagram. I'm not making CDH content on YouTube, and I'm not making like decklists. I mean, people are. Yeah making my deck list that's cool but it's not the same thing and two i just want to say thank you to ian so much for being my supportive friend this weekend because i was a wreck and i also cried when ian lost it was very emotional <laughs> i was, was very emotional casting weekend. that yeah. and i was trying so hard not to be like your best friend homer who was just like what the <laughs> fuck is going on why are they doing this stop it and i yeah. was just like mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying it. to be professional no, I mean, <laughs> So, so like, let's, uh, I, I wanted to use this opportunity to also talk about this too. Um, cause like, I think this is an important part about this is that people see like tournament success and they see how these things happen. And, uh, I think Louis, you're like making what you went through public was a very, like, it was a hard move to be honest. And, uh, it's very, yeah, I, I think it's needed to be, these are, these things are really yeah. fucking difficult. Um, and it's not easy to compete at this level. And it's very diff- like, uh, to be honest, I, I many people who are like know me well know the fact that I walked out of that top four match. Um, I did the interview with Alan, which I barely kept mm-hmm. it together in. And then I got in the elevator and cried. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being honest, it, it, it's an extremely high pressure situation. These things can be really tough. And this is not to dissuade people from like doing these things like I. I am addicted yeah, to competing mm-hmm. at this level, right? Like it is, I love doing it. And there is a certain level of it where it's like, if you judge fucking anybody for having heightened emotions in a situation where hundreds of dollars are on the line, reputations are on the line, like, yeah. Uh, and just like, like, like people put their, their heart and soul into these things, right? Like I, there's a reason we spent hundreds of thousands of hours mm-hmm. doing this thing. Right. I will say, um, like, it, it, so, like, it wasn't it, yeah. something that, like, I don't know, if, obviously, you're still competing and doing stuff, but it wasn't something that, like, turned me yeah. off from competing. I feel like I want to compete harder now, right? And I think, too, yeah. like, kind yeah. of like what you're saying is, like, y'all have a lot more pressure to play than I do. I know Callahan's talking about my following. That's not the same thing as being a right. person who puts out content for CDH and, again, knows your deck <laughs> list and follows what yeah. you're doing. And you have to play different decks because you know that, like, it's the added pressure yeah. of of... It's, it's way more pressure than I think the average player might have. It's just yeah. an additional one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like for yeah. the fact that I'm like, uh, there are many, many tournaments I've been in where I'm like, oh, if I don't make top 16 in this tournament, like I am underselling right. myself. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that is definitely yeah. a thing. I mean, like, yeah, full transparency. 
I feel incredibly shitty that I didn't make top 16 at uh, Okotoro Fest this, uh, this year, right? Like, it's, like, making top 40, like, I, sure, I, like, I performed above average in terms of, like, I had, like, whatever, like, above a 25% win rate, so I performed right. above average for the format. Great. Doesn't change the fact that, like, I, like, until I, probably until I place, like, top 16 at, the, at whatever the next format that I, or the next tournament that I play at, like, yeah. it just feels shitty basically the entire doesn't time that, and like, you can't really escape from that yeah one. doesn't that weight just carry into every other event you did now because it's like well i didn't place there so i'm going to continuously be in this mindset that i have to do it and then if you don't do it after you know ian last week you know getting first and then going to uh, not winning sorry sorry top four <laughs> like you know what i mean like it definitely has yeah, an yeah, effect yeah. on you i imagine yeah. and like you have to constantly keep up yeah. the momentum there's a really i think uh I heard a great quote from this from sorry, just because I'm in, involved in a couple of different competitive scenes, just to various degrees. <laughs> uh, it, it was a really great, great quote from a top uh, Smash Bros player um, that I follow who um, competes in a lot of tournaments uh, and is doing really well recently. Is that like, yeah, um, winning winning an event feels really, really fucking good, um, but it never feels as good as not placing the way that you want yeah. to feels bad. It it always mm. feels worse, but the, the highs are like a hundred percent worth it. And like, you just want yeah. to push yourself to continuously do better and continuously yeah. perform as well as you can, because like you want to be able to yeah. reach the heights of it was, like how you know that you can perform. It was it, such a weird thing for me because I know like previously we, I, I've talked about this before where it's like, I I've never really wanted to compete previously too deeply uh, because it like really stresses me out. And then recently I've been like really feeling like, no, I actually really want to compete right now. Like I really want to like go out and like do well. And I believe in this uh, list that I've made that, you know, nobody's giving it a chance. So I like, and I said this on the Twitter thread is it was just like, I, I definitely went into this weekend with like a, a chip on my shoulder and like, Part of the the thing that I kept running into was I would sit down and people would like recognize my voice and then be like, oh, like, I love your podcast, all this stuff. I think you're really smart, blah, blah, blah. And then it made me be like, fuck, okay, if I look like an idiot in this game, I've just completely discredited every single thing I've ever worked on. And Hmm. I it, it, that was just like the biggest thing for me because I know like in our game like the, the game Lou and I have been talking about we sat down and like she said the guy was like yeah I'm a big fan of both of you blah 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 like went into this was really excited to play with you guys and so when I fucked up I was like god damn it and then it, it wasn't just that I fucked up it was that I fucked up and then lost that person because that was like me my misplay like single-handedly punted that game to Lua, like, like not discrediting anything from you, right? But it was Lua's, just like both of her wins were awful this weekend. <laughs> it's fine, but it that was just like where it was for me was I I felt bad for the person who was a fan of like putting them in that position, and like that is that was one of the things like I remember like sitting in the back of the hall like crying to you where I was just like that is the complete opposite of what I wanted to do. And it, that, that was honestly for me, the hardest thing about anything, because like I've said, like that was my first tournament. So I was just like, if I go in and I do like the record I finished with 
I am very happy with because it was my first real tournament that I actually went to and actually like gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just like the way that I got from point A to B just sucked. Like it didn't feel good except for my second win that I got in round seven that I I was very proud of that win, but uh, I don't know. It it was, it was an interesting experience and it was a very long taxing day. Uh, both of the days. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, so let's, let's kind of head to head to this part of it. So let, I, I want to ask Ian this, cause we're really starting to, you know, as we start to move towards the end of talking about how the whole thing went, you, 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 you went to the finals and so you finished in the top eight originally, right? Um, Mm-hmm. Right during the Swiss, Swiss. yeah, I, I finished in fifth. Yeah, so eight buys. Um, <laughs> so or the copy. So you went yeah. straight to semis, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, a top forty cut is kind of weird. Basically, what happens is the top eight go right to the semifinal round, and then the rest of the thirty-two players in the top forty battle it out in the quarterfinals for the the next eight semifinal slots. That's the quickest yeah. way I can explain yeah. that system. Uh, it, it needs a fucking infographic <laughs> the thing, if I'm being honest, but I it's actually, a, it's I actually really a really like good it. way to cut. It's very clean. Uh, I, I, I was very yeah. like into the way it, like it seemed odd at first and then it was broken down for me. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, this makes sense. It's time to check in on our Apple podcast ratings, and this week we have three new ratings. The first is from Apple user Nate is self-indulged. It says, five stars, amazing show. As a relatively new Magic player, the show gives really great insight on deck building decisions and CDH in general. I especially love the stacks-related segments that focus on breaking symmetry and interesting includes and excludes in decks. The next review is from user DTG Stevens. It says, five stars, checks all of the boxes. I don't miss an episode, and there are even some that I'll replay several times. Every episode is fun, informative, thought-provoking, and inclusive. Basically everything you'd want from the EDH community. And the last review is from Dylan Ord. It says, five stars, CEDH Haven. One of the things I truly look forward to every week. Great host and excellent guests who have respectful conversation, witty banter, and varying viewpoints that all contribute to a great overall listening experience. The tips and tricks make me a little better in every aspect of the game, although my wallet hurts from the card purchases I make as a result of listening. Keep up the good work. Thank you all for your reviews, and remember that if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out here on the show. Now, let's get back into today's episode. As, as a consistent CEDH tournament grinder, I want to eliminate as many single elimination yeah. scenarios as possible. Yep. 
because they are extremely not reflective of how well people perform in a CEDH setting. Yep. So, for example, players 9 through uh, 16 in a top 16 format, I know several players who were fit within that bracket who lost because of single elimination scenarios. Mm -hmm. So while I enjoyed this for a larger scale tournament, I also think it's extremely Mm -hmm. flawed. Um, I I had a big problem with the top 64 cut with the last time we had this tournament. I I still think anytime you are adding more because it's it's a heavy variance format, right? The best player in the tournament could be out in the quarterfinals because someone else throws the game. And that sucks. I, I hate that, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. Like, the whole point of Swiss is that you have many opportunities to fight your way to the top cut, right? Like, it's not like I, I ended the tournament 4-2-1, right? Four wins, two losses, one draw. And that, uh, like, if one of those losses had been in the quarterfinals, it's like, okay, cool, get mm-hmm. somehow. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that, I, I want to avoid those scenarios as much as possible. Sorry, mm-hmm. tirade. <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. I mean, I like, I'll say I fully agree. There's, like, it's sort of a hard one to get past right now because I understand that like you sort of like need a cut at some point, especially if you can't run that many rounds. But like I'm, I'm really hoping for like a solution to that at some point where we can like, like if we can like have a consistent top sixteen cut at like even like very very large tournaments, um, then like I think like that would go a long way toward solving some of those yeah. issues. And then like I don't know, single limbs online, obviously. A different problem is smaller tournaments, but anyway. So, uh, you went straight to the top sixteen or top, ex- yeah, top. Yes, yeah. you were in the the semis, and yeah. uh, Reed, you had to play. What was it, Morgan, and the quarters? Or no, you played Morgan? I played Morgan. In the okay. semis. Morgan. Who who did yeah, you have to play semis. in the in the quarters? Sick. Yeah, me. Um, I had to play. Uh, Ian, who's one of the yep. Sad Nas guys, uh, and then who made it to my pod. Yep, yep. Um, who won our pod, um, and then, uh, sorry, really bad with names. I could probably go back and figure it out from the standings, but I could tell you the decks. Yeah, that are at that's the table. Like, ultimately, um, anyway. right. Um, so this, well, it was the other. I, I won't take too much away from Ian's time here, but um, it was the other like, uh, goddamn it, pod. Which was, <laughs> um, uh, uh, I forget the yeah the Sans Blue Friends Forever. Um, went first, which are yeah, right. You try, yeah. It's uh, it's the oh, it's the Max and um, Max Will? And, it's Black White, no, or is it Max? Re- yeah, Black yeah, White Will. Will. Yeah. Oh wait, what is it? Max and Will. Oh, it it's is Max, Max and Will. Will. It is Max okay. and Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing Max and Will, uh, and then two Tim Crown players and myself. Um, and I was, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's like even worse because it's like not even. Florian, it's just somebody who's like actually just trying to win the game even faster and has yeah. access to all those yeah. tools. Um, and so I was going cool, last cool, in the pod, cool. so I sort of wrote yep. it out. I sort of wrote that one off going into it anyway. Um, yeah, which actually sucks because uh, I can't like I sort of let the deck down a couple of times in Swiss, and then once I sharpened up for semis or quarters, the deck was like, "No, you fucked me over. I'm fucking <laughs> you over for this one, buddy." Um, that was the game where I scried Labman to the bottom off of Thrasios three times um, <laughs> and drew and like hit like lands like four times. Anyway, lost that one. Yeah. <laughs> no so we got but, so yeah. so Ian, you played uh, Morgan in the 
the, the semis. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, just that does not adequately describe that plot at all. That summarize the hell pod that I was <laughs> well, stuck in for the top is... 16. It was Morgan going first, then fucking me, then Alana, who, by the by, yeah. last big tournament was Punt City, went undefeated in yep. the Swiss. <laughs> and then it was Kian, who is like a, a member of Sadnaz, a very good player, yep. playing one of the best decks in the format. And also, I've described to Kian, this is not me shitposting, the wild card of CEDH. I can never predict what the fuck Kian is going to do in a pot because that, but the man tapped out to Fierce Guardianship Alana's uh, Dark Ritual to pay for yep. a fact of mitigation. And I, I looked at Alana and I said, this is what I was talking about. This man is a but, wild card. Do you think Keaton would block a Ragavan with a Timna where the, when there is yeah. a, uh, a yeah. Dranath out? Uh, Cal, I, I think know. that's a hyper specific scenario, I think, and I feel I, like you're just pulling. Cal, a I, no, I think that's there. I think that's a very very special block that only made. <laughs> this is a very specific block that I made on turn team turn yeah. three. Uh, that was that was me oh, okay. sending a message because they were talking about in that in that game that they were, they were like, well, surely like Cal won't block with the Timna if I swing at him, and so they swung at me, and I was like, fuck you, and I threw my Timna in front of it. <laughs> um. So you played uh, that hell pod. And so I did not get to see Mm -hmm. much of the semis because I was in a lot of conversations. So Mm. tell me a little bit about how that game went. What I can say definitively is that the only reason I won that game is because of a little card called Sylvan Library. Oh yeah, buddy. And let me tell you, Sucks. that card is very, very good, despite uh, despite a recent article written. And despite um, that game lasting only, how many turns again again? It was like, it was four turns yeah. or some shit like that. I was like, yeah, take eight, feel great, take eight, feel great. Uh, that's <laughs> how they went. Cool. Sounds good. Like it's, no, literally, like, no other card would have pulled me out of that situation. I'm like, I'm not shit-posting here. Like, it... Yep. it if you're playing mid-range deck, uh, also like having Bruce Tarr oh, on yeah. the command zone Bruce is so is like nice because you can be like, you're like, oh man, I was really greedy with my Sylvan Library. However, <laughs> will I recover? A double strike and lifelink is the answer. <laughs> oh, can I say the the best, it, it, like the best pod in the whole tournament as far as like the memeiest thing that's ever happened to me? So I <laughs> I played against Five Color Joda. Okay. Um, and at one point, that deck was just like laying down like stacks piece, stacks piece, stacks piece. I'm multi four going fourth, right? So I'm wicked behind this pod. Uh, our Crick player kept a Jeweled Lotus, no land, basically like turn one Crick hand. Math tracks. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. And then the player after that was playing something. I can't remember for life me. Uh, I think Blue Farm probably. And they were playing like a very mid rangey hand <laughs> with it. Statistically, yeah. Probably yeah. Blue Farm. Statistically speaking, yeah. in that, I think it was now that I'm thinking about it, it was Blue Farm. Um, and so that like it's just five color Joda's just like running away with the game because they like collect a roof turn two naturally and like all of that stuff. Um and at one point, Blue Farm Gilded Drake's Elish Norn out of Joda wipes out all these stacks hate bears, right? But everyone's just on like no resource, right? I Phyrexian Metamorph naming Elish Norn. <laughs> yep. So now Joda can't play Neat. anything. <laughs> uh the Crick deck is just like, sh- sure, <laughs> I'm not here anymore. Uh, then that, the the Blue Farm player is Elish Norn goes bye-bye. And it's left with me as the only Elish Norn on the table. Joda plays Joda to be able to be like, oh, now all my things are super huge. And then I take my Gilded Drake and take that Joda. So I won that game having Thrasios, Bruce, Elish Norn, and Joda 
all of my creatures having plus six plus six and Bruce Tarl giving double strike and lifelink. Yep. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I was like, I guess this is yep. a CDH pod. Oh yeah. <laughs> the best type of CDH game. The best <laughs> type of like casual yeah, exactly. commander, except you don't have permanence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, no, no, sorry no, no, to go was, on that tangent, but that was, great. That was a great. It was story. absolutely fantastic. Um <laughs> Uh, it it takes it, it definitely helps alleviate the mood after like we were just like man there was a lot of emotions it's like this is really hard and yeah, then you're yeah, just yeah. like here's this really cool game yeah, where yeah. I got to basically play casual commander and <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah top sixteen match anyways like I I churned out that game because people were like I mean so Morgan and I had also played during the Swiss and it was my only draw of the event uh. I ended the game in turns having a win next turn with infinite mana on my board, but my Thrasios was in Morgan's control. Yep. Um, so this was like my redemption for that, for that round. Um, so like Sylvan library basically just dug me out of that game because I was just like the three cards a turn, three cards a turn, three cards a turn. And that was the only reason I was able to pull out ahead of Morgan's like turn one, uh, mana crypt, soul ring training grounds hand. Like, yep. Right. <laughs> excuse me yeah. yeah yeah right so uh the card was insane pulled me out of it uh alana had to use a pack to stop morgan popping off uh and that's that's where the morgan force of vigor her treasures and then she still had the dark ritual to get out of it and kian was like nah here's a fierce guardianship account of your dark ritual <laughs> have this and die please <laughs> yeah uh, and and honestly i was talking about alana with this just today she was like i've never felt so respected in the game <laughs> <laughs> like, people are like no you have to literally die now thank you so much that's fantastic <laughs> um yeah and then that's that's how yeah. i got to the top four so the top four game i cast um but mm-hmm. i was only able to hear like literally the only time I could tell what was being said in the room. Yeah. I I love you, buddy, but I could hear you on the headphones that were over there. (laughs) Just (laughs) explain. And I was like, all right, so somebody's saying something funny. Uh, so something's happening. Yeah. But other than that, like I didn't really have a, a, huge idea of what was going on in that room i know alan said it was yeah. like a really funny pod but overall like yeah how did that game really go down i so one thing about this tournament is that the first couple rounds i was like what i think what lou was saying was like some people had that like coming in with like the lgs like hey we're here to fuck around kind of vibe um and i noticed there was like a bit of a bit more mm-hmm. sloppy play than i was used to in the first two or three rounds yep. By the time round four or five happened, it was like, hey, everyone here, even if you don't know their name, is a fucking shark and is going to bite your leg off if you let us an inch slip in this game. Which is a function right? of so the like, semi-swift right. structure for anybody. Like, right, not a, right. like it's not random pairing. It's you got paired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Mechanisms. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, which it felt like it was like, oh, OK, like I'm I'm in a I am in a real CEDH yeah. tournament right now. Like like if I slip up even slightly, I'm I'm bleeding in the water, which is like, honestly, I felt very proud of myself for being able to perform as well as I did playing against what felt like the the tightest of margins mm-hmm. the whole time. Right. So by the time this finals pod was here, I was like, nobody here is fucking around like like this is a good pod. And meanwhile, so I, I played against Brian Koval earlier that day and Trevor in literally a pod 
with the three of us and one other person swap out uh, Hermit Druid for uh, Dargo mm-hmm. Tevesh, and that's was the pot. Right? So it serves basically um, the same role. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, except for a little harder to count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it, yeah. So, I mean, respectfully, like the judges and like, like a, there was one point where Nick, who's like the TO of Monarch, right, was in the pod. And at one point it was starting to wrap up in uh, his other TO slash head judge. Libby was like, hey, do you want to go like start wrapping things up downstairs? And Nick was like, no, I don't want to miss a second of this match. Um, at one point, one of the judges said that it was the both the most tight game of CEDH they've ever seen and also yeah. the funniest game of CEDH they've ever seen, which is pretty great because you combine my shit posting with Brian Koval's like dry ass humor. And it was like, oh, I love it Brian. Just, it, it, that and like Trevor and Wyatt were just like, just fucking jokes for days. It was so, I mean, but at the same time, someone would be like, cripplingly funny joke and then a second later would be like, all right, Pat, <laughs> and it was like, there was like zero. <laughs> But it was all, it was all, everyone was like super respectful of one another. We were all like making things joking, but like if things got too out of hand, we'd be like, all right, fuck's back on everybody. Um, and it was just, it was tight play after tight play after tight play. Even like when things, like I've been in tournaments where like people will like argue about things and they're like, oh, I think that was a bit loose. And like, even then whenever like there was a mistake in the game, they were like, we were immediately were like, I think that was a mistake. And someone was like, yeah, I think I agree with you right now. All right, let's move on. Try not to die right now. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it was well, that's really such an interesting dynamic just, to have, I feel like. Like I, 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 I no, Why? it's not bad. It's just I'm not used to it, right? So like no, I'm no, just no, listening curious. to it, and yeah, it's yeah. it's like mm. you're being very open about your mistakes because now it might cost like the next players. Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, it, yeah. Well, it, it'll cost like that's the what table I'm saying. So I think it's interesting that yeah. you're very open sorry. with that conversation. Don't say sorry. You're fine. You're perfect. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was yeah. I mean, it was it was intense. It was a very intense game. Uh, every single decision could have cost Here's- someone the game. And it lasted. Like Here's two what hours, I want to know because right? when because, I was yeah. casting yeah. it, so I saw Brian Koval yeah. tutor Ewit or not Ewit, uh, E tutor. Yeah. And we're sitting up in the booth and I'm just like looking at the board state and I'm just like, okay, maybe he has an answer for this and maybe he's going and getting like Underworld Breach yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And yeah, homie no, pulls out Ristic study. study and we're like, okay, so this game's going <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. another hour and a half neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because he was the, his whole thing was like he was willing to be patient. I yeah, thought like, he, that's I, I genuinely he thought that's, that's he was the, going to win with combat damage. Like honestly, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what. The, well, that was another that was another pressure point on the right? table, right? Yeah, he yeah. had he had sixteen no, had sixteen Gracias. damage on uh, Trevor with uh, Krom. Yeah. So that was like a whole different game, right? Had Thrasios not been locked into my command zone, I ran away with that game. Right. That's the whole yeah. point of my deck, right? Um, but Thrasios was locked away, right? So I'm doing nothing. They're doing nothing. Oh god, we had this whole bit going because I so I got locked out of the game because I couldn't have Thrasios, right? So I had all this mana, but I was drawing nothing. And I had a delay in my hand. Right. It was revealed from Thrasios. And the whole time I'm like, I don't have this delay. And they were like, What? <laughs> and I was like, No, 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 you understand. I'm done here. Right. I was like, this <laughs> delay does not exist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so like I, I had said that initially, yeah. but then it sort of turned into like a bit <laughs> time where they were like, well, we know Ian still got the it's delay like, no, in his head. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point they had delayed, even Libby had to step in because they were like cards in hand and I was like zero. And they were like, Ian's one card has one. Please. <laughs> Ian warning, please. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I committed to that too hard in this moment. Like my bad. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah it was, was, I mean, it was a super grindy pod. Everyone was willing to like go the long game. The the pivot point in the entire game is uh, 
I so uh, Trevor had Angel's Grace in hand. We knew if my Cyclonic Rift resolved. So my whole point was resolve Cyclonic Rift, just get Thrasios back yeah. into play. I wasn't going to win. I just wanted Thrasios back into play so we didn't freaking lose to all these stacks pieces. Yeah. And so that I had a chance of like actually getting to the end of this game. Um, and like there's there's arguments for like me just not even going for that line and just like activating Kinnon until I slowly grind out the game. But like it, it I just felt like if I was going to win, I was going to win because I had Thrasios, right? Um, so the Cyclonic Rift on the stack, uh, Trevor goes to counter it once. And I'm like, okay, I understand that now. And I was like, here's the deal. Like, if we, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to respond. Like, I need this to happen so I can put Thrasios back into play. And then Trevor goes to counter it again. And as soon as Trevor puts down the mana drain, Trevor's like, I was like, I'm not sure you should have done that because Brian's going to untap and win right now if we don't have enough answers. And I was like, I don't think I even want to fight for my own Cyclonic Rift right now. That's how bad the Mm -hmm. situation was, right? Uh, And Trevor was like, very like this is what i was talking about with the immediate thing so yeah. i was like yeah like honestly i i should have taken like another couple seconds to think about this because i don't know that yeah. i should have cast this mana drain um so now we're both standing there and trevor had uh angel's grace in hand right and this is like i know the commentary didn't catch yeah, like, a lot we of this didn't dialogue know this, which was any of this information yeah. yeah so it was super pivotal to the last couple of plays of this game uh has the angel's grace in hand um and so trevor goes okay i think we're still okay to stop Brian. And we talked about this afterwards and we were like, actually, Angel's Grace doesn't even really stop us from dying, right? Like, we, this is something we discussed way after the game, but like, it, you know, we were... All of you guys of looked like Magic husk and like of humans after hour. that game. Like, Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was, because it, it was an amazing game of Magic, but it was also, it's tough. After after the tournament we went through to have a game like that, like, there was a marathon in itself, right? Um, so, like, but anyway, so I was, uh, I, I didn't want to counter the counter to Cyclonic Rift. Trevor was like, nah, trust me, I've got the answer. And I was like, okay. So I saw White Man up. I thought it was like silence and upkeep, right? To stop Brian. And I was like, that's significantly better. And then upkeep, draw. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I put together that it was an angel's grace, like mm-hmm. almost immediately. I was like, there's no one answer that is going to stop this, this train from going off the tracks, right? Um, but anyway, so I, I chose to trust in that moment and be like, all right, I'll counter and let's let the Psych Rift happen. I have the Kinnon going. Maybe that can flip me into some card advantage, stuff like that. But I didn't have enough mana to recast Thrasios. Because if I recast Thrasios there, yeah, that game's I, totally have like, I have like six draws to look for interaction, right? And that's a whole different end to that game. But um, so then, long story short, Brian sequences like, you know, a professional <laughs> magic player. And uh, is able to get a Grand Abolisher onto the battlefield before we're even to cast the Angel's Grace, which is wild, right? Because Brian Getaxian probes looking for the Angel's Grace and, you know, you can see the wheels turning. He's like, whatever, I'll just mill them out, right? And so I, I try my last, my last ounce of politics and I'm like, you know, Brian, it doesn't even matter if you mill us all out because there's a Hermit Druid deck in the pod. And everyone's like, his uh, his endurance or whatever is already gone. And I'm like, no, 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 dog. That's not how that works. <laughs> and I was like, every single Hermit Druid deck plays Memories Journey. You're just going to give this motherfucker yeah. the game. Because <laughs> yep. yep. he's going to go Memories Journey and upkeep, play Thassa's Oracle. And you're going to have an empty deck and an empty yep. hand. <laughs> right, exactly. So then we're just all like kind of looking at like, and then so that whole thing happened. And then and then Neo Forum for Grand Abolisher happened, and no one responded with the Angel's Grace, and then we were dead. 
So, you know, it was kind of like that last, like, shoot your shot. Oh, wait, don't actually mill us all out. Maybe, like, give us another. Uh, well, because Brian also hadn't even cast the underworld right. breach at this point, yeah. right? And I was like, dude, you don't have to even go through this line right now. Like, let's give everybody a turn. Like, you can still shoot your shot in, like, a, a, a 10 minutes. But he found yeah. the line to get around that. Um, so it was all, I mean, it was just all. Well, and it was, it was, it was interesting Everyone, to watch because yeah. we were sitting there. And when he cast the mnemonic betrayal, I sat there and I was like, what in God's name is even in graveyards at this point that you even won off of this? Yeah. Because everything had been gone under that yeah. Dothy. It was the imp seal with the Gataxian yeah. probe combo to like get enough, right? Like that I was think there was like it. a dork in there that like helped that he cast. And it was just like, there was, yeah, well, right. that's how he, it was just, just the, there was right. enough stuff under, there was exactly enough stuff yeah. under uh, in graveyards that he was yeah. able to pull it out, which was wild <laughs> because I was like, yeah, because Delphi so, had yeah, been in been play since ever, like turn and, three or and whatever. It just kept yeah. coming back. Um, My yeah, one so. point of like anything is while we were, while you were playing, obviously there was like a big um, projector playing the game. So we're watching the match, yeah. but nobody could hear anything that even Callahan saying nothing. So we're all on right, our phones right. watching it on Twitch. And the whole, <laughs> the whole room is sitting there like, why is the Cyclonic Rift still out? This has literally been like five minutes and that whole entire conversation of it just sitting there and going on, like nobody knew what was going on. So we were just like, Mm -hmm. damn, like trying to figure out what what it was. So I'm interested in that. Well, that's why I always, um, my biggest problem with like CEDH commentary in general. You can't hear what's going on. I I have always, I have always said you need at least one person in the booth to explicitly have a direct Mm -hmm. microphone to the game. You you miss so much context. It's a social game. Yeah. And, and there, like there, there have been so many times in, in tournaments, like tournament finals, et cetera. Like, Oh God, like so many times in tournament finals where like, you'll have a spell sit on the stack for like literally 10 minutes and the commentators will just, you know, be just like, like, I don't really know what's happening. We're just going to vamp yeah. here. Cause like something, honestly, all it needed to like, be was just like a boom mic in the room that just yeah, goes straight to it in there. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like so, we just, yeah. we, we honestly just need table. Yeah, yeah. Like. Or like, honestly, yeah. even like an, even like an observer, uh, like not even yeah. somebody yeah. can report, which we did have, like we were getting like messages from, the like control team who was like telling us what was going on. But even then it's not actually telling me all the conversation that's going like, I'm getting like the cliff notes version of like everything that's happening. But I will say, I don't remember what play it was. I think it was when you cast the cyclonic growth. I don't know. The whole room erupted. and It was like, and it was like a sports event. And I was like, that's kind of sick. And I want to see more of that. I enjoyed that. I I absolutely agree. (laughs) There, There were, that's one of the things I do love about it is when you can have those types of events. I wish there could have been audio because I definitely erupted when I saw you put the psych rift on the stack. Like it was very much a like, yeah. you know, iconic moment, you know, in sports or whatever. And yeah. uh, it was, it was very like, it, it kind of saddened me. Nobody could hear it because I was like, I was on one and then Ian was on one and uh, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> No, uh, so I guess before we really get out of here, uh, this is what I, my final question for all of you and, you know, for myself is because I know for me coming away from it, even though it was a rough weekend mm. for me where, you know, I f- fucked up a couple times, I, there's definitely stuff that I could grow from, you know, I, I walked away from that tournament and I was like, I actually feel like a better magic player now, uh, after like going through all of that stuff, because I was like, okay, so we, we fucked up and we learned like we yes we had spell seeker to electric boogaloo but it was okay because 
I I didn't feel like at any point during the weekend I was ever out of anything except round two where I had to mold a four, right? I mold the four and it was just a turn to heuristic study in a dream and <laughs> it just didn't happen. And, uh, you know, that was kind of how I walked away from it is I walked away from that tournament and I was just like, okay, we didn't do as well as we wanted to do, but we did. Okay. The deck was good. You know, we can grow from this. Like this is a good building block, especially mm-hmm. with it being like the first tournament I actually took seriously. Uh, I guess I'll start here. Lua with you. What is your takeaways and what were your like whole thoughts at like coming away from that event as Ian disappears behind a green screen? Yeah, he does this during our podcast, yeah. Lua, is yeah, we'll be like having a conversation and then all of a sudden Ian just disappears. It's uh, a magic man, you know? You know. Um, so what was my takeaway? What was my, what else was it? Was that it? Your takeaway and what did you learn from this event? Um, I guess I um, I kind of learned like more so what kind of conversations are going to happen at a table like this, right? Like I was surprised with the way that politicking is done. It's a little mm-hmm. bit different from what I'm used to. Obviously, in, in when I play CDH online or with somebody else, right? right. Uh, the politics are a little different. I am still like very much mm-hmm. on a high from the weekend, even though I, again, didn't place like top four year or anything. I feel like um, it inspired me to want to try again. Like I, yeah, I was going to, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm pretty stoked. Like, I'm going to Punt City. I'm all about it. But now I'm like, I kind of want to go to Silicon Dynasty and go play in a month, which right. I wasn't expecting to do. But because of that, I just really liked um, the environment. And I really liked playing something that's competitive because I don't want to play any other format of Magic that's competitive. It's That's not really for me. I enjoy playing this. So um, I'm excited to kind of, like, tweak my deck around a little bit. Maybe try some other stuff out. This is why you and I vibe, though, because that is like exactly how I feel. Where it's, yeah. I've tried playing other formats competitively, and I'm just like the one v one thing. Just like I, I hate every second of it, but yeah. I play competitive EDH, and I'm just like this is like straight serotonin. Uh, this is everything I want. Yeah, I'm just. I, I imagine also too. Like I have some friends that do play like competitive one v one, and I'm like, you should come play CDH competitively. And mm-hmm. I'm like interested to see what their kind of takes are on that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think just next year we'll be going to compete more. I don't have high like a specific expectation for myself other than like trying different things and and like messing with my deck a bit. So that's it. I mean, I was impressed with your play this weekend personally. Like I thought you played very well. Um, Thank you. So. Good job. Uh, sick robot read. Uh, what are your takeaways? Howdy. What did you learn this, this weekend? Um, uh, nothing. I've been to a zillion, the, you know, I was an MTG world champ. No big deal. What's whatever. No, I think, I think like, <laughs> I like really got a uh, fucking kick in the ass for this one. Um, and like got like a really like crystallized version of like, just getting punished in my mind for like not playing magic for two months leading up to the event. Like I sort of just like, I, I was just a lot of sort of like distracted with other things and like other hobbies for like two months. I played like, like 10 games of CD total in like the eight weeks leading up. To mm-hmm. the event. Um, and I didn't even really spend time to sharpen up in like the week leading up to it. Um, I just sort of like, I think I played like, play like two games two weeks before the event. And it was just like, cool. We're just going to roll and like go play this event. And, it was good to get like an exact idea of what I lose over that time. Um, and like what, 
like what what happens when I don't stay sharp. Yeah. Um, so I know not to let that ever ever happen again. Or if I do, I know where to sharpen up specifically in the future because um yeah, I, I mean I was talking to people like all weekend about this. Um like after scrubbing out a bit. Um and I'm sure Ian got a fucking earful of this when he really didn't need to and probably should have been focusing on <laughs> playing well in uh in the future rounds and stuff. But it was just like, yeah, you know, like you don't you don't lose you don't lose the percentage points like where you think you would, right? Like you don't lose the technical play, you don't lose like the ball technical skill or whatever. You don't really like lose mulligans. I mean, sure, like mulligans fall off a bit, but whatever. But it's like you lose it in like the really like long games with a lot of permanence and a lot of information that matters yeah. and keeping track yeah. of all of it and making sure that like you're sharp and making correct decisions based on the, on that information. And I realized like this that weekend that is just like, oh yeah, like there were two games where like there was um I played like a bit loose for a mid-range game and then made like a crucial blunder at the end that like cost me the game. And it was just like, well, fuck, yeah. I'm I mean I mean I shouldn't have made that mistake, right? Like I should have been thinking it through and I should have just like had a different line of play let uh like signed up and it just didn't go. So now I know, right? Mm. Now now I know that that's a problem. Also though, I've learned that uh fucking seed order balancing can't come fast enough. Holy moly. I uh I just I did want to get my complaint my complaint equity in here because my uh, oh see I disagree thoroughly my <laughs> what was sorry what was what was your seed order this weekend Ian uh, uh so I for literally yep. when I was uh I ended day one three one one yep. uh my only three wins were in fourth seat yeah which is like actually incredible and like super impressive <laughs> the person who won the event was going I, last God. True. Yeah, that is true, actually. But yeah, I mean, I just like in Swiss rounds, I went like it, I it might have been more of a mental thing than an actual like results <laughs> thing. But I went like third, third, fourth, fourth, third, third or third, third, fourth, fourth, third, third, fourth. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> yeah, this is this is yeah. great. I, I, definitely no, I mean, it's, it game. is real yeah. and it really depends on that. And I think so. One thing I actually think that this is I was going to talk about this yeah. uh, in like two seconds was that the the reason I think it hurts your deck more is because no, you are not side. on red. Yeah, yeah. you're not on dock side. Yep. Dock side's the catch I was able to, for like later. Yes, it yeah, is. For um, yes. seat three, three and four starts, which it is. It is a tough card because it technically has the ability to just like make games completely unplayable really fast. But it also is one of the best cards at balancing yeah. multiplayer I've ever seen. Yeah, printed. especially for teamer plus um, being able to have access to yes. counterspell plus consistent tutors for dock side is like a real yep. mitigator for that fact. It's like Absolutely. probably something that I'm thinking about. Like, I mean, that's always been like an but, option of just like Dockside is like the more explosive thing, but it also is the catch up mechanic. One thing I, um, I, I will say right. though about the turns of in, in this event specifically is that I did like that turn order was determined uh, and that seed order oh, was yeah, determined sorry, I, because that was one of the things. I, I don't think this was. That was one of the things that I noticed yeah. when I was at Marchesa earlier this year. Is like I lost at least two games because I chose the wrong seat and roll and like lost to exactly that. Had I sat on the opposite side of the table and just chosen the different side of the table when I chose where I sat, I would have won the game in Marchesa. And this this year, having the like seating order predetermined, I'm like already knowing okay so i'm going third all right i have a game plan for what i'm doing already because i know my seat order and that like i think that in and of itself made the entire experience so much better yeah pre-randomization based on like uh the stand or like just like pre-randomization like going into a table and being told like you're sitting here and the other people are sitting here 
is like I actually yeah. think is a great feature for um, tournaments going forward. Um, and for the record, they're like seat randomization stuff isn't uh, like a downside of this tournament specifically. <laughs> we don't have a solution for it. Period. Implemented in any tournament series. Yeah. Run to date. It was just a particularly poignant experience for me of like, right, yeah, we we do need to fix this at some point. <laughs> It's it is interesting, but I will say I, I I did really like the the fact that I I was just being told you're your player one, your player two, your player three, and I was just like cool. Yeah, it's great. This is exactly yeah. what every I, tournament I totally should agree. be. Please, um, uh, Eminence yeah. Monarch, everybody, please just please do that because losing to picking the wrong side of the table fucking sucks. I don't want to uh, think about that. Well, actually, I, think- <laughs> I don't want to think about anything like that. <laughs> I think I think the improvement actually for Eminence events that I think they're probably implementing, but um, we didn't have a punt city that we did have here is having the table numbers yeah. on the table slash like, that was so like nice. set up so they so they yeah. don't have to like go yeah. like you don't go like go to a table and you're like oh I'm seat one and the person right no, next so to you true. on the, on the same side so of the table true. is seat three and you're like okay so who's yeah. crawling yeah. under the table slash jumping over it to get to the seat <laughs> that was so much of fucking fun city it was like oh you oh, jumping oh. over the table you crawling under it so uh, I guess we'll we'll finish here Ian for you. Uh, what are what was your takeaways? What did you learn from Oko? Yeah, there's um, I, I was I, Lou and I have been talking about this a lot off microphone. Um, where like I I have legitimately worked. Uh, so I got the the finals ended yeah, like was what, 10, 30, 11 o'clock mm-hmm. uh, the night. I got food that night. Spent maybe an hour with friends, and yeah. then I went to bed. I woke up the next day, drove to work because it's a six hour drive back home, uh, worked all evening, got home, had a bunch of stuff to do because uh, I'm also You've moving. You've been nonstop. <laughs> worked yeah. an 11 hour day yesterday, yeah. worked an 11 hour day today. Uh, I have not had time to process a lot of this tournament, if I'm being honest. Um, this was the hardest I have ever worked for a tournament. I have, and that's including the one I just won a couple weeks ago, right? Like. This is the hardest I've ever fought for a tournament. It was extremely intense. I, this may be the thing in the world that I love doing the most. It is yeah. so much fun and so intense and so grueling. And it's so, it's, it, it is a, it is a pain in the butt and I love every second of it. And I love meeting people who do this too. Like every, I had so many, like, there's a certain level where that you reach like when i was talking about those sharks in the water pods where the games were ending and like there would be situations where like i either wanted to scream or cry or like jump out of my seat with joy but instead what i did was look around the table and like fist bump everybody and i was like yo that play you did was tight as hell and like you you Mm -hmm. killed it during this part of the game and like the games i lost the games i won i just wanted to like talk with these people who i like had this like i felt like we went there was a lot of that there was a a lot of that this weekend yeah Yeah, i don't know if it's normally like that either but there was a lot of like communication with people throughout that it it was it felt even more so and i I think like because of the way the the swiss's pods were paired and because of how long this tournament was and it was like it was like it felt like I just went through like nine separate yeah. journeys with people and like had like separate emotional experiences with all these people. And it was it was so exhilarating and so maybe awesome. this is like um, incorrect. I, Sorry to cut you off, but I, I, I'm, I'm curious of your thoughts because you said this. And it made me think about this is this felt like the first CEDH like GP like comp. You know what I mean? Where it was just like super fucking long 
everybody was just like spent. Mm. It yeah. felt like it was the first like yep. actually giant CEDH tournament. And I like I I've like I've been to plenty of tournaments for, for CEDH. I played it on the online ones. I've never yeah. experienced anything like yeah. this. And it was it was what like complete Yeah. I mean Punt City was very, very close. I, I didn't, you, yeah, you weren't there, it, right? It, yeah. yeah. It, it was Punt City it was, was extremely close. close. Yeah. But this definitely the length of the tournament. Um, yeah, how just, and as I said, the, the, so a lot of like the stuff at Pun City that that tournament did right was definitely done right here with just like, it was, it was long. People put in the hours. Um, you, everyone who made a top cut felt like they deserved a top cut without any sort of ambiguity. Like I've been in online tournaments before where it's like, I mean, we talked about that with Okotoberfest last year, right? When they did the top cut to top 64. And you and I talked about that and we were just like, there were, the, the tournament yeah, that almost the, made me that, quit. that was content creation. I, I remember yeah, that. Let's talk about that. Sure. Uh, you, you, you like you yeah. and I were were in a a voice chat call, and you were just like, "I want to murder no, somebody." I mean, seriously, I thought <laughs> that was that was perhaps the. Uh, I, I I mean, so like I I feel more comfortable talking about this now, having just been at one of the best yeah. run monarchs events than I've ever been to. Um, that was the worst large scale event organization yeah. i've ever seen um i just i hated the top 64 cut i hated once again like the stuff i was talking about before and like just jamming it full of hey i know you put in an entire day's worth of work but what if you lost a single elimination round yep. to somebody whose deck that doesn't even technically work on paper like that who who won a single mm-hmm. round the day before like that happened multiple times at that tournament so in like I feel like this is unnecessarily yeah. tangential, but like uh, it's there, there have been a lot of things that have been like narrowed out beforehand. And I think that this is the, the, a, a very good mm-hmm. step in the right direction yeah. for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. But anyway, back to what you were saying, um, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, mean to no. cut you off. Um, oh man, the wind is, the wind is out of those. <laughs> sorry. <sales friend>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's okay. Um, it's it, it, it like as a competitor though, like I, the fact that like there were multiple feature matches, all of them reflected really well. Um, you know, there was just a lot of stuff that like went right for this tournament. The scale of it was pretty intense. Uh, there were amazing mm-hmm. people there and like the, the, just the, the push for it to be as strong as possible was awesome. Um, and I, I said a lot of very similar things about Pun city. There's a reason I'm like grinding the eminent yeah. circuit right now too. You know, um, these people are like making CEDHA, something that I've always wanted it to be. And I love being able to, to rise up with it. And it's still the most unique competitive yeah. magic format. And I'll die on that Hill. There are people who bring decks that like, uh, I, I, the, there's someone who brought Bono Blue Nezzle to the tournament and I sat down in a pod with them and they played extremely well. They, they had like near the same evaluation skills that like Morgan and I had in that pod. And I was like, yeah, you're bringing some spice today, but like you, you know how to play mono blue mm-hmm. control for sure, right? Like it was, it, it was really, really amazing to see like such variety in this tournament, but also people just really going, given a hundred percent to a format that is yeah. very unforgiving. Right? You're supposed to have a twenty five percent win rate, and there were multiple people in there boasting fifty plus percent win rates, and people who during the Swiss like were over fifty percent win rates didn't make the final pods and that's yeah. insane <laughs> yep. it, it, it's it's wild that so. was a it was quite the event uh man 
I, I, I'll tell you one thing that really meant a lot to me was uh, getting when I got compliments specifically from Reed, Ian, you, Mikey, and Pongo all were just like, yeah, your deck is really tight. And I was just like, that, that was when I felt like that, that, that meant a lot to me because I, I like, I mean, Ian, you know how much time I spent fucking working on that deck over the last like month. Yeah. Right. And how much yeah. time I've spent yeah, with yeah. that. And then like, mm-hmm. I, I went on yeah. stream and then I got this like slew of messages from people who were just like, yo, that deck looks sick. And I was just like, I, I felt like I did something right, even among where I messed up. And it just mm-hmm. like, it, it was a very validating experience, even among like all of the, yeah. the screw up where I've just massively punted. Uh, but you know, it happens. And you know what? And that was one of the things I mentioned this in my Twitter thread, but I'm going to say it here too, because I have you here is Reed, you kind of like, kept me together at one point when you were just like you just looked at me and i was like yeah i keep fucking up and you're like no you're playing really well you just don't play in tournaments and i was just like yeah you just have to play more in tournaments and that was <laughs> that that was more. honestly yeah. when i was just like okay we're doing this and it just yeah, yeah. i it's just yeah people it's definitely like uh i i think the jump from just like playing even just like regular friendly cdh with people at like your lgs and like jumping into mm-hmm. especially a large tournament that with like pretty defined rounds and like again a lot of killers in the right. water uh i mean like what like ian the killers extended past top 40 by a pretty i mean like, like shauna didn't make top margin, 40 shauna was kicking ass yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's just like it's just a completely different environment. And if you haven't played there before, it's like, you gotta get, you gotta get used to it. And you have to acknowledge that like it, it's going to have an impact on you, like in the actual game. And if, if you haven't been there before, you need like a lot of time, you're going to need the mental reset. You need to like center (laughs) and like get back into it. (laughs) I mean, because mm -hmm. it can be hard to like pull yourself together, especially like, like I mean, almost every game I was like, it was like that right away. Like the mindset was there right away. But I don't know. I don't know. It was just a weird weekend. It was a weird weekend. It was. Yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent. And it's different for everybody, yeah. right? Like not no yeah. few people have the same experience, especially like and, again, yeah. competing in a relatively 150 plus people. Right? So yeah. like that's cool. Yeah. You're, you're all going to respond yeah. differently. And I think it, something important for these things is like have a support system, yep. right? Like if you're, if you're someone who's independent, like yeah. have your music, have your, your iPod to like help you out. Or if you're someone like me, who's like, extremely extroverted have those people that you know to like run to and be like like i, I think i literally bitched at reed like seven times right before the fucking oh, semifinals dude, being like uh, yeah <laughs> it's a right <laughs> like no i mean it's you know a right I mean. of passage like, afterward yeah. like after uh after a round or like coming up to a round that you really need to win to like just <laughs> just just incessantly complain about all the ways that you got fucked yeah. in the preceding rounds and then be like but I, I gotta win the next yeah. one i mean next one, i gotta win yeah. or else i'm not gonna at get through so we're just gonna make fucking, go to a table one. where you were hysterically crying and shaking and and then you ask Ian to turn around so he doesn't see your Winota fucking flips yeah yeah <laughs> because you don't want to mess up the play and have to, Ian think about this for the rest of their life too because I yeah 
I was well. It was the funny part was I was so, I was so in like supportive mode. I was like, yes, absolutely, whatever you need. And then you told me to turn around, and I turned around, and there was this just fucking six foot three guy just making direct eye contact with me. And I just had the biggest shitty eating grin on my face because I'm like, I know exactly why you were doing yeah. it. I was like, it was just so funny to me, and I'm trying not to laugh at you in this moment because I was like, it's it such made the a you laugh. They thing. liked it, but you know. I'm just like, yeah, no, for sure. And I just had this big smile on my face, looking at this stranger who's just like, hey, what's up? I just game though. <laughs> well that about wraps things up for us here this week thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode if you liked this episode or any of our other episodes please make sure to rate the show on whatever podcast platform you are on and if you're listening on youtube Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and tell me down in the comments what your favorite part of the show was. I also would like to thank our top tier patrons, Justin, Adam Hamden, David Snavely, Dionysius, Jason Bialik, Josh Stein, Matt Boehner, and Senior Coupon. If you too would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the mind sculptors, or you can check out the link in the description. Thank you again for joining us and from all of us here at the Mind Sculptors. I'm Callahan, and we'll see you next time.